You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Hello, everyone out there, and welcome back to another exciting episode of Kapow! The Pop Culture Podcast. My name is Jordan Lowe. Cliff Barnes. I'm Seth. It's a big weekend. Yeah. It's a big weekend in the world of nerdery. <laughs> Comic-Con International, a.k.a. San Diego Comic-Con, going on as we speak. We're recording this in the midst of this Day year's three. Comic-Con. Day three. So we know a little bit of news. We probably don't know all the news. Some of it is literally breaking as we were recording this. So I don't know. We we might uh, we might have some fresh takes. We might have some stale takes. But might have some fake takes. We don't some, know if what we're reading is even yeah, true. Yeah, that's true. News is flying out of there. And uh, we've got some we've got some fun ideas planned. So uh, stay tuned. In the next few episodes, we're going to try something we've never done before. Yeah. Or uh, maybe haven't done in a very long time. A long time. time. So we've got, uh, got a lot of fun stuff planned. Speaking of fun stuff planned in comic books, Marietta, Ohio, July 28th, the River City Comic Arts Festival is coming up. So if you are local, if you are one of our amazing listeners from our hometown, please come down to the Lafayette from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Check it out. Uh, it used to be the River City Comic Con. So that's still the website, rivercitycomiccon.com. We've got about 40 tables, all artists, all creators, all crafters, cosplayers. Everyone there attending is someone who makes their own stuff. So we are celebrating the makers and the creators and the people who go out, are inspired by pop culture, and create it themselves. So we hope you'll come out and support. we got local people, many. I mean, it's amazing how many creative, talented people are in this area. And we've got some people coming from Columbus. We've got a couple artists from Cincinnati showing up. So people are coming in from out of town. So the least you can do is come out and support them. Say hey to everybody. That's the sounded, least you can that do. That sounded a little, do. That, a little bit. Sorry. <laughs> I should probably have known how to that But, yeah, I mean, they're working hard. And it's yeah. it's not an easy thing to do, to go out and put your art out and say, hey, take a look and judge me. What do you think of it? It's it's a, it's a brave thing. Hey, we do it every week right here. The least you can do is come out and judge them. <laughs> the least you can do is listen to this episode. I regret that already. That's going to come back to home. <laughs> but hey, admission's only $1. Kids 10 and under are free. It's the least you can pay. <laughs> it is literally the least you can pay. Because I'm not making change. I'm not using coins. We're stacking the, the oh. paper money. Um, and we're also doing a costume contest. It's a pretty novel. I've never heard anyone else do it this way, but I, I thought it solved a few problems. The Lafayette's not the biggest venue, so it was hard to come up with a costume contest to stage an area. So this people. was your idea? It was my idea. I came so, up with and it. And you also deemed it a pretty novel idea? It was pretty novel. I've never heard anyone else do it, so you define the word novel for me. Uh, it's the least you can do. It was the least you, he could do. So we are doing a costume contest that's not really a contest. It's uh, We have judges that will be there all day we'll call them secret admirers so we're giving away over two hundred dollars in prizes that's kind of creepy yeah, yeah. <laughs> just you're smells. being judged yeah 
a novel name. So normal costume contest, you have to show up at a certain time. You have to register. There are categories like, are you the best villain or are you the best this, that. This, just wear your favorite costume. And we're going to have people around the con. And when they see a costume they like, we're going to say, that is an amazing costume. Bam, you get a prize right on the spot. We're giving away $20 gift certificates to a lot of local shops in the area. Uh, we've had a lot of sponsors. You can see them all up on the website. Uh, very generous. Some of the local comic shops, game stores. Uh, this podcast. This podcast is a sponsor. Indeed, indeed. Uh, so, hey, please come out. Yeah. Uh, we've been doing this for several years. This is a different take on things, but I'm excited about it, and I think it's going to be a fun time. So, hey, we'd love your support. We're all going to be there, so come out and you want to talk about what you hate about this podcast feel free to do that it's the least the you least can do you, it's can the least do. you can tell us to don't our judge face. us <laughs> i know you don't always comment on the facebook but you can tell it right to our face right so speaking of comics this is what this weekend's all about baby comics how can you read this there's no pictures well some people use their imagination well, I must hurry back to my comic book store where I dispense the insults rather than absorb them. It happens all the time. Read a comic book, okay? <laughs> all right. Again, I said we're kind of in the midst of this weekend. News is, is pouring out of San Diego. Trailers have dropped. Uh, there's been a lot of live streams of the panels that are going on. My best source of news, I go to Schmo Mo News on Facebook S-C-H-M-O-M-O News. She aggregates everything that's going on in San Diego. You get all the big headlines, all the big posts of what's happening, so go check them out. Uh, so in the comic side of things, we'll just burn through a few of these things. They've uh, The Year of the Villain is what's going on in D.C. at the moment. Uh, it has been revealed, not quite 100%, but they, it's lead, they promise it's leading something even bigger in 2020. And the rumor is another crisis. So whatever whatever Lex Luthor and the villains are up to right now for the rest of the year, this year of the villain, it's going to have big repercussions next year. Coming up in November, uh, part of that year of the villain is called Hostile Takeover. And DC's doing 22 issues that month, all tying into this year of the villain, with acetate covers. We're getting cover gimmicks again. 22 books. Acetate? Acetate. thing like lenticular? Uh, it's... To make a funny noise when you, I, <laughs> I believe it's that like the, the you can like see through it. It's very thin, oh, wow. filmy oh, wow. kind of thing. You remember uh, Marvels back in the nineties? I think that was kind of the acetate cover. Gotcha. DC's putting out Legion Rings with the Legion of Superheroes series starts. So retailers will have cool plastic Legion Rings if you buy their book. Uh, Marvel Zombies Respawn. They're bringing the Marvel Zombies back. It's going to start with a one-shot in a couple months, leading to a mini-series that's coming up. So Marvel, that was a big property for them for a while. Haven't done a new one in a while. And so now that Walking Dead has ended. Right, we got a, we have a zombie yeah. gap we have to fill. There's a Spider-Verse miniseries starring Miles Morales and many of the ones, uh, the characters from that uh, popular movie from uh, last year finally getting around to making some comics about them uh 2099 that is coming back into comics and if you do the math 1939 the start of marvel comics was 80 years ago what's 80 years from now 2099 wow, man. Mm. so they're bringing back these 2099 characters can't wait 
Uh, Marvel's also doing a Rise of the Skywalker prequel, Ooh. which I think should have just been the last movie, I would assume. Right? Yeah. Then well, we've had... <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. We've had eight other prequels. <laughs> Technically. <laughs> we've had eight prequels of Rise of Skywalker, but they're going to do a four-issue miniseries leading up to the big movie. It's the official tie-in. And Diamond's getting new boxes. This is the most thing I'm the most excited about. Diamond comic distributors, where I get comics from, have been hounded for years about all the damages they get, how many books every week are crushed and smashed and bent and torn. And they wheel out these fancy new boxes. Oh, they're amazing. They've got a crush test of 30, you know, 3,200 pounds or something. I was reading all the details. I'm so <laughs> excited about these new cardboard boxes. All right, but that's just for me. Um, so you, there might be less problems. Your retailer might not be as annoyed every Wednesday when you go in to talk to them. All right, so Anybody really... Anybody else have any weird kinks like that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's going to have a flat bottom. Oh, my God. It's going to have a, a flat, flat Instead of the, the flaps come down and form creases, and it, it the books are kind of fold in on themselves, so the bottom's going to be flat. It's going to have handles on the side that help uh, distribute the weight. Oh, these are sexy boxes. Wow, <laughs> Sexy boxes. <laughs> All right, so in the comic book world, it's weird because, like, this is all about things ending right now. So there's a lot of uh, San Diego news about all exciting new stuff starting, but there's a lot of stuff ending, including Vertigo. Mm-hmm. The whole Vertigo line is going away. Um, we've had it. If you go back to the 80s, Swamp Thing, Hellblazer, Sandman, these were DC branded. They weren't When they started, there weren't Vertigo, but these kind of more mature more you know uh kind of darker mystic sort of books all had a similar tone to them so they branded them under this vertigo and everything since then you know it's just had it's had more huge iconic hits than than probably any other line in comics you know preacher why the last man you know uh, fables just uh, mm. uh, you know timeless books and dc is changing changing course some of these new uppity ups don't think it's necessary, and this black label uh, idea—they yeah. Yeah. think that's kind of the wave of the future. So the idea is to do it rather than imprints, which I believe we talked not too long ago. DC Zoom, DC Ink—these books for younger readers; those are already off the table. <laughs> no mm-hmm. more of those. It's going to be. There's only three tiers now: DC Kids is readers 8 to 12 with content created specifically for these middle grade ages just basic dc is for ages 13 and up and these are this is the dc universe proper this is everything in continuity and there's dc black label which is more like 17 and up for older readers and things that are out of continuity and not tied to specific you know monthly ongoing so i don't know it's sad like vertigo was hugely important to the comics industry and myself personally just as a reader it kept me going in those later i was getting older and not as into comics and you you discover these vertigo books and just it meant an awful lot so they right after that was announced i believe it was less than two days later they announced joe hill is getting a horror imprint at dc new vertigo so they said no more imprints everything is simplified there's only three things oh but if joe hill wants to write some books we'll let him so 
This is Stephen King Jr. I'm sure he likes to be called. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Author. Uh, uh, that's why he got rid of the last name, <laughs> so you would call him Stephen King Jr. Your, Seth's favorite author. <laughs> he likes to say that, too. That's not my favorite author. Creator of Lock and Key. Joe Hill. So he comes from a horror, uh, you know, yeah. what do you call that? Pedigree. Yes, that's the word. All right, so he's doing a book. There's one, two, three, four, five books coming in this imprint. Basketful of Heads is the one he's writing. Uh, it's about a girl fighting with uh, home invaders and using a, a Viking axe that has magical powers. So it's, it's you know, Home Alone meets Vikings. Eight heads in the Vikings. No. That's all I got. Uh, Mike Carey, the writer, and Peter Gross, illustrator, doing The Dollhouse Family. It's a young girl, when she was very young, was gifted a huge, beautiful, intricate dollhouse filled with magical dolls that were a family. And she comes back as an adult. And these things are still around. What? Uh, the Low Low Woods. Uh, it's a Pennsylvania mining town affected by a mysterious plague that eats memories. There's another book called Daphne Byrne. This one's uh, written by Laura Marks. And it was written by Kelly Jones, classic uh, horror artist. Did a lot of Batman in the early 90s. Nightfall. Yes. Uh, a girl discovers a strange, insidious entity within her body. Uh, set in 1800s New York. And then Joe Hill, the other book he's writing is called Plunge. Is yet to have an artist named. It's a highly advanced research vessel in the Arctic Circle went missing and reappeared 40 years later with its distress signal blaring. So... Kind of a John Carpenter thing kind of vibe. You know, something something mysterious happened in the Arctic. And they're doing every one of these books. In the back of it, there'll be a two-page installment of a story called Sea Dogs. So you have uh, to buy all of them. Right. If you want to get the... It's serialized. You know, you got to come right. back. I'm sure it'll be once right. a week. So you'll... At it's least a, you can do. Where, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's about werewolves in infiltrating the British Navy. So it's these... Uh, soldiers infiltrate in the daytime and then when night comes they're werewolf so that'll be in the back of every issue the rest of the line so DC knows what they're doing I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt they're rebranding and trying new things so go for it um, we that's also, a very positive take you yeah. must really be excited about these boxes <laughs> <laughs> and they're going to arrive in pristine oh, mint condition Chris. shape you wouldn't believe it alright so some other things ending Alan Moore's final issue of Leave Extraordinary Gentleman came out this week and so he's so retired he's officially that's retired. It. He's officially that's retired it. he's gone time. Uh, I believe there's still some stuff he had written before that's in production mm. or maybe hasn't come out yet, but he's not, apparently no more new comic books from Alan Moore. This is it. He's stepping out. Huh. So, thanks. Unless a door hit in the butt. <laughs> thanks for all you've done for comics, Alan. That's what I meant. Uh, Mad Magazine going away. That's perfect. Has been running since 1952. Yeah. Hugely influential humor magazine. Everybody used to get that, right? Like, used to just try to be able to buy. Can I get it? I mean, it's not like I got a subscription, but it was yeah. like, oh, mom, can I get, come on. No, you can't freaking Mad Magazine. Because it, it was like dangerous. It yeah. was, it was, oh, it was you bad. know, it was, it was something that was Absolutely. edgy. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, it was, you were pushing back. It's like, well, I know she's going to say no to the Playboy, <laughs> but maybe I got a chance at the Mad Magazine. <laughs> 
And then the biggest ending, Walking Dead. Surprise the world. Issue 193, and that's it. Yeah. The series is over. And they had already solicited like two months after that. Yeah, there they? have been three issues after that. 94, 95, 96 have all been in the catalog. They had yeah. covers. They had blurbs written up about what the what the issue yeah. was about. And it was all to throw us off the scent that this was it. Hmm. Um, there's there you 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 picked that one up, didn't you, Seth? That's on your yeah, list. almost didn't know anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody eulogized it on Facebook a little bit. I didn't want to, you know, but it, it broke Monday with retailers or some retailers who get the books on Monday. I don't know how they must be. They probably got those boxes right. before me too. But right. um, so it started going around like, uh, guys, this is it. Uh, order some more. Uh, uh, uh. So Tuesday, it confirmed people started getting them, taking pictures of it. Like, no, guy, it's not a rumor. It's really ending. So Kirkman wrote a nice essay in the back, and it made sense. It's you know, it's his book. He can do what he wants. It's yeah. creator own. Yeah. So, and it's him basically saying, I had I was as far as I was gonna go. Like I didn't want to just rehash this over and over for years to come. And it's always been very mathematical. Every six issues is a story arc and a trade paperback. Every 48 issues is one of these giant compendiums. So issue 192 would have been the end of the fourth compendium. So he thought, you know, if I write the next issue, it's got to go. I got to do 48 more because we can't just tack on, you know, six and then not quite fit into a compendium. So... He, I, it, it felt a little rushed to me. It felt like it ended faster than it maybe should have. But and even he probably wants admitting. Yeah, probably would have went a little further. Yeah. So yeah, this it's it's crazy. This was the it was still Just my throw best money book. in the garbage. Like yeah, you could totally have made millions more dollars. Yeah. And that's the the immediate fan reaction was, well, he'll just do a prequel, he'll do a spinoff, he'll do a this, he'll do a Negan story, he'll do a this. But he could have been doing that all this time. Mm-hmm. He could have been milking this, and he hasn't. So wh- I don't know that he Why would. would he not? I, I don't know that he would go back to these characters unless you know something really strikes him. I, he ha- he hinted at the end like, oh, there might be some Negan still in the future. So he kept the door open, but I I personally don't don't see it. He's got more money than he'll ever need. Right. And this, I mean, this, I said, it's my. That was a cool way to go out. I'm, I back him up. I'm going. Mm-hmm. I like it. And it was a good issue. I liked I've always it. liked it. I've always yeah. liked the series. There's been lulls here and there, but I always look forward to reading it and enjoy it. It's one of my most consistent pulls, but. But I like the way it went out. But I, I don't want to be greedy, but this this will hurt the industry. It's maybe not as powerhouse as it used to be, but it is my number one seller every month. I literally have, I can tell you the number of people who, that's they come in. The first Wednesday of every month, they come in, buy Walking Dead. Like, that's all they have been buying. I have a couple people that was the only book on their pull list. Not that they maybe don't like other books, but this was the one they might pick up something here and there. But like, they have very little reason to come to the shop now. Right. Luckily, I, two of those people I have turned on to Saga, mm. so they are they good call. Yeah, good call. two two of them were like, well, "What should I read next?" And I was right there with the recommendation. But I, it's it is believed by experts in the field. Walking Dead may have literally box, you would call them box enthusiasts. <laughs> <laughs> those who know a good box when they see one. Twenty ten, the height of Walking Dead mania. 
Robert Kirkman might very well have saved the comic book industry, or at least the direct market through which retailers get their books. Diamond Comics and the owner Steve Jeppy, he was millions of dollars in debt. He had opened this pop culture museum. He owned a whole bunch of, you know, he was co-owner of sports teams, like, you know, just that billionaire nonsense they throw Mm. their money around. And the economy had taken a downturn in 2008. We had a huge crash. And, like, things were not good. And this guy is a monopoly. If he was going to go bankrupt, the comic industry, I don't know what would have happened. But um, a lot of other publishers like DC, Marvel, Dark Horse, they don't do things exclusively through Diamond. Like, bookstores would get them through other distributors. There are bookstore distributors to get this stuff through. Image, however, was still exclusive to Diamond. So every volume of Walking Dead sold was coming through Diamond via image so bookstores amazon comic shops and when walking dead hit as a phenomenon there was uh once that said one in every two books diamond sold was a walking dead trade half of their sales wow were walking dead and you couldn't get it anywhere else and this this was just huge so literally this book probably save the industry as we know it so has a huge uh footprint in pop culture the show is a phenomenon but it's and i said as a black and white horror creator-owned comic to be that influential that big of sales that huge we'll never see the phenomenon like it again it's it's crazy and it's going to leave a big hole there's no other indie book right now that's even close to it so Kind of sad, kind of sad, but also I, I applaud him as a you know, for creator rights. He can do whatever he wants, how he wants to do it, and he went out like he wanted to. So, also props to the artist at Charlie Adler, mm. <laughs> whose name I know because I'm a supporter of artists. Yeah, <laughs> the least I can do is know the artist. Right. Remember his name, yeah. Charlie Adler took over an issue seven, I believe, after Tony Moore left. After one trade paperback, mm-hmm. Charlie Adler drew this book every month from issue 7 to issue 193. And after a f- bumpy few months early in the run, like, was the model of consistency. Never missed a month. It was always on time. Always delivered. An amazing run on this book from both these guys. So, end of an era. Mm. Okay. Still waiting on those aliens to come down, though. Um, what's next? Movies. Movies. Puny God. I'm just a kid from Brooklyn. I'm Batman. Kneel before Zod! Under Ruth! Said it yourself, bitch. We're the guardians of the galaxy. So what's it gonna be, huh? Long, sullen silence? Or mean comment? Go on. You got me in a box here. How's it feel to have the weight off your shoulders? Oh, it's like I can die now. <laughs> <laughs> it's all led to this moment. Now, I yeah, I finally finished my top one hundred. The secrets have been revealed. We know the Poobah's top one hundred movies, and in what order? Yeah, so there's a list there. Now you can just refer to. You need a good movie to watch. You might be able to find one. 
I'm going to count down quick, like the top. I'll do the top 15 here. Just count down just for anybody that it's hasn't le- seen it's it. It's the least you can do. It is literally. Well, I could do the top one. That's it. would be the least. But um, this is uh, Empire Strikes Back was number 15. It's my favorite Star Wars movie. It could have been higher. It was all, a lot of these moved all over the place as I was doing this. Not anymore. They're set in stone. Yep, exactly. I'm happy with where they're at. Uh, 14 was Avengers Endgame. Yes, it's, you know, is it too early to put it's on air? It's still in theaters. <laughs> it's, my, it's my list. I can do what I want. It meant a lot to me. 13 was Rear Window. Alfred Hitchcock classic. My fave Alfred Hitchcock. Uh, 12 was A Cheat. I did Kill Bill, the whole bloody affair. I had both movies on there as one thing. Five. If you put a gun to my head, I'd say Kill Bill 1. But great Quentin Tarantino movie. Eleven, Jeff Who Lives at Home, indie movie. I'd never heard of that movie. I think you'd like it, Clay. I, I love Jason Segel. I was just gonna I was gonna yeah. tell and Ed Helms. Yeah. And it's a it's a really heartfelt movie that I, this was gonna be the one I was gonna recommend to you. Yeah. So if I had it right now, I'd give it to you, but somebody else is borrowing it. But great movie. I think you'd like it. Um so then we got my top ten. Whiplash. I love that drumming movie. <laughs> You know, you got J.K. Simmons won the Oscar. Uh, just fantastic finish to it. Um, nine, the game from '97. David Fincher. Um, it's ridiculous, but I was all in when I saw it. Uh, I need to give that one another watch. I think I only watched it probably once when it first came out, and I, I remember not having yeah, much of an impact on me. Yeah, so. a lot of people don't love it, but it just hit me right. I, I really. What, what yeah, going on to like Fincher much more. Yes. I'm, I'm sure there's something I missed in that. Right. Uh, the probably the biggest surprise on my list was La La Land at number eight. But I love that movie, and it you know I love I think it's got a great ending. Again, another Damien Chazelle. Uh, seven Unbreakable could have been number one. Could a lot of these could have. I love it. Uh, six The Raid. I just think it's one of the best action movies ever made. Not the the best, but one of the best action. Movies. Uh, five Back to the Future. Come on, could have been number one. Quick story: Back to the Future. Just to really tell you that day. Okay. Uh, first off, we go to Baltimore. The Russians were chasing us. Yeah, we're going to the to Baltimore on vacation to visit my great aunt. Uh, Driving, I had picked up the novelization, Bob Gale. Picked up, I'm reading it. I'm like, Alex B. Keaton's in a time travel movie. What? This is the best. I'm reading the way there. I'm like, we have got to see this movie. Like, I had one mission. I was seeing this movie. 13 years old. My dad's like, well, I don't know. You know, or we, we should say, I'm like, come on, it's Alex B. Keaton. Like, is there anything in that book that leads you to believe or is there anything about it? No. No. What, what was I going to answer? Yep, I see here. There's a, some problem. Yeah. Go there. So I convinced them, yeah, we, we were going to get to see it. Drive, leave my aunts, leave the younger siblings at home, me and my dad, uh, my mom, my older sister. Go there. Parents go into the theater first, go about a third of the way down and set pull into a th- uh, row on the right and i just push my sister it's like you always sat together but not this time i was like pushing her up a few rows she's like going along with it we get in a row on the left she's like what are we doing i was like Shh, we're not sitting with them <laughs> so they're watching the movie and of course there are cuss words this but i know this may sound foreign to some people but 
I, my, we were not to watch movies with cuss words in them and things. This was PG, but PG, oh my God, parental guidance, you know. I was the youngest one of the people walking into this theater at 13, and let me tell you, it was not cool. We watch it when the when the manure truck dumps and they yell, you know, S-H-I-T, oh my gosh, I sunk down in my seat knowing that this was not going to fly. <laughs> but whatever, it was worth it, great movie experience, get back in the car in silence, drive back to my aunt's house something I remember being like I got my mom was wanting me to carry something in or something but I had one goal I needed to go get that novelization because I knew (laughs) that he was going to go look at it see if I was lying was there something in there I make it upstairs to my suitcase it's not there I go through my clothes it's not there he's at the doorway come with me we go downstairs he takes me outside to the old timey trash can garbage uh oscar the grouch type trash can wow picks the lid up and there's my book ripped in three pieces laying wow. on top of the garbage wow. you know sorry out there if for some reason a sibling or god forbid my father's listening to this you did it so you know face facts you you know it was stupid and so i'm like okay i i had got my lesson uh, how dare i read a book with a cuss word in it and take them to a movie with a cuss word in it i love it i'm so glad i've got me another copy of that book and i can't believe you almost didn't let me watch my favorite one of my favorite movies ever ah, that's almost number- that's almost as traumatic as a sports almanac later. exactly yeah Number four, Buffalo 66. We're spanning time, Jordan. This movie is amazing. And I can't even explain why. I know. I couldn't explain in my explanation of it. I was like, I don't know what to tell you what you're getting. It's, you won't understand it it's until you see glorious. it. It's glorious. And wow. the, so the first time I walked in your house and I saw a Buffalo 66 poster on the wall, I thought, okay. I had passed the test. This guy gets it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've been spending time together ever since. Ugh. I love, love, love that movie. It's weird. Watch it once. You may not get it. This is a movie you, you have to just watch and absorb and soak in. It's wonderful. It's fantastic. It's one of a kind. Wonderful. Nothing like it. Uh, number three, Paul Thomas Anderson, Punch Drunk Love. Yes, Adam Sandler is in my third favorite movie. But and an evil mattress salesman. Yes, and I, I I love it. It's very, it's almost like a non-musical musical because I love the score so much. But it's kind of strange. But never again, never underestimate a comedian in a dramatic role, much like Jim Carrey in Eternal Sunshine and the Spotless Mind, or. Robin Williams in Dead Poets or Good Will Hunting. I mean, they have an extra level. They can take it. Number two, my son was convinced this would be my number one movie, Pulp Fiction, my favorite Quentin Tarantino movie. I, I love it. It's pretty much perfect. I This is Samuel L. Jackson's greatest performance. I think just the speech he gives at the end is phenomenal. I, I love, love, love it. I mean, I'm, we, that's why we're three little Fonzies over here. <laughs> What's Fonzie like? Huh? Huh? Cool. cool. Correct, Amundo. Uh, and then my number one, I posted 28 years to the day after I'd held on to my ticket stuff, and that's why I started the list when I did. You're right. 
because I had to land exactly. I knew on the there side. was math involved. Oh yeah, I couldn't crack the code, but I knew it involved math. <laughs> That's right. From when I saw Point Break, Johnny Utah, Bodie. I know you've quoted it before. Hmm. Uh, I was going to wear a, my shirt tonight. You have a uh, Christmas ornament. Yeah, yeah. Utah, like, give me I two. Knew, I knew you loved this movie, but I didn't know you loved. Oh, this movie. I love this movie. I jumped out of airplanes because of this movie. I. I just, I love it. Back off, War Child, seriously. <laughs> I still, if I go through a crowd, I still do the Gary Busey. Hot coffee, hot coffee. I, I just think it's the best. Catherine Bigelow kills it, uh, just like creates action tropes, perfects action tropes in this movie. The chase scene, the firing in the air. I, I preluded to this earlier in the list with Hot Fuzz. They so many movies throw love to this movie. I mean, I'm not the only one that loves it, and it's it's fantastic. So yeah. I'm super happy with my list. I'm surprised, but it that that's yeah, it's a feels like a personal pick. Yeah. yeah. Not it's, just a you know, I didn't pick Citizen Kane because right, that's the top right. movie. Like you so pick, you picked the Citizen Kane of surfing bankruptcy. That's movies. right. It's not ridiculous <laughs> at all. Um so that was my list. I'm glad it I'm done. It's you know out there if anyone wants to refer to it if you there's some things that match up with some of your personal favorites maybe you find something you haven't seen on there and it's all on facebook pal the pop culture podcast page where we do so many fun things like that yeah so some movies came out mm-hmm. that we've seen we never have talked about yeah yet. we have had a chance so um one of those movies was toy story 4 You've got a friend in me. Wow, this place is amazing. Wasn't Buzz going to meet us here? He must be held up somewhere. Hey, up here, Astro Boy. If you think you can take our top prize spot, you're wrong. Dead wrong. Help me get out of here. I'll help you. With my foot. Wow. Yeah. How you like that, cheetah? Oh, oh, to infinity and my foot. Boom. <laughs> in the vacuum of space, they cannot hear you scream. The biggie. It was a biggie, and um, I think a lot of people were going to be skeptical before they actually went and saw this. Because 3 was such a perfect ending, yeah. and the, what made it even worse, the first preview was terrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought it was Yeah, we terrible. didn't know what to make out of this Forky character that just yeah. looked so awful. It was an awful trailer. I'm trash. Um, yeah, so I, I took my whole family. It was a big outing for us um, to go see what we as far as we know is the final Toy Story movie. I thought it felt like an epilogue. I mm. liked it but um, it felt different than the other three. I, I think the first the trilogy had like you said come to such a perfect ending and then we decided we were going to revisit some stuff. And, uh, and and I guess write a new ending for some of the characters. But um, I liked it. Um, still a lot of... Gave us a lot of emotion and, and a couple parts and introduced some new characters. Um, we have Woody and the gang. They're still with Bonnie uh, as Andy passed on his toys to uh, the little girl down the street. And it's been a few... I think a couple years... It's been some yeah, time. I wasn't sure how long it was supposed yeah, to be. Yeah, it's been. been some time. And um, Bonnie is now starting kindergarten. 
and Woody is worried about Bonnie and and how she's going to do um, starting school and and they end up going on a little road trip. Um, the whole gang in the camp, I guess, an RV. Which most of the gang was in the whole time. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, they yeah. really left a lot of people on the sidelines. Yeah, so this is, this is a this real be a Woody. Woody. This is a Woody. Baby. Woody and Bo Peep. This is their their story here. Bo Peep, Bo Peep who wasn't in Toy Story 3, was only mentioned you know, that she wasn't around anymore. We get her backstory of what happened to her. Is it this Annie Potts? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know some of the cast, the original cast of, of voice actors have passed on since then. You know, Jim Varney and and uh, Don uh, Rickles are no longer with us. So yeah, I heard they like salvaged some audio a little to have, bit to have Don Rickles in it. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. But like Seth said, they don't have a major part in this. Um, but yeah, I well, we got to make way for Forky. Right, we had to make way for Forky. Which Forky because was great. Forky was great. Bonnie, Bonnie makes on her first day. She's having a hard time in kindergarten, and they do a craft, and and she makes her own little what with what scraps she, uh, she has there to use. She makes her own new little toy out of garbage, out of, out of garbage, out of trash. He's a spork and yeah. some popsicle sticks, and, and which would makes for a great gift. I'm trash. I'm trash. Yeah. He was convinced he was trash, and he did not want to be a. He did, I'm not. He just desperately trying to get to the trash can the whole time. Yeah. It was great. It was, it was the best part. <laughs> it was great. It was yeah. a great uh, just way of doing. It. Like he's he, you know, Woody was getting ignored also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and he's trying to convince. You know, it's Forky that he's not trash, and he's like, "No, we're both trash." So does yeah. Woody say, "You are a toy"? That seems like a perfect callback. Probably, yeah. Yeah, but, but it wasn't. He real. does tell him that a yeah. lot. I don't know whether it's exactly like that, but um, yeah. So, I could I could have written this movie, <laughs> <laughs> but there was some great. It was. A, it felt like a little more parenthood movie, like mm-hmm. Woody moving on even beyond like for his own happiness. What would make him happy? Right. Um. But I did. I, I, I felt like it. I thought it felt like an epilogue to me. Um, but it has a very sweet ending, and on how we, you know, who, who parts ways, and what he decides at the very last minute to move on for himself, and he's gonna he's gonna leave Bonnie behind with the with the other toys, and and go on a new adventure. And I I really enjoyed that. I I. So what's Toy Story five? You got me. Is it Andy buys all his toys back on eBay? Yeah. <laughs> so toys um, that are sealed in plastic and like graded, like let me out. Yeah, they're like they don't want to be bought or something. They don't know who's somebody secretly buying these toys. It's you know on eBay, and then you find out at the end it's yeah Andy's wife or something. See, we could write these. Come on, not that okay. Hard. I liked it. Yeah, I, I, did I liked it. it we a, all enjoyed it. Yeah. What else did we watch? Oh, Spidey, Spider-Man. Is that word? Uh, let's end on that since there's yeah. probably some spoilers. Yeah, yeah there's been a um, just. It's been hard for us to keep up as we've been recording, but there's been a lot of trailers released. Oh, yeah. Of upcoming movies um, at San Diego, Top Gun Maverick. Hmm. Thirty plus years of service. 
combat medals, citations. Only man to shoot down three enemy planes in the last 40 years. Yet you can't get a promotion, you won't retire. Despite your best efforts, you refuse to die. should be at least a two-star admiral by now. Yet here you are. Captain. Why is that? It's one of life's mysteries, sir. Tom Cruise was a big surprise guest. Nobody knew he was going to be there, but not only was he there, but he dropped this big trailer. Did you guys watch the trailer? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Are you big? I know you're a big Tom Cruise. Every fan. Tom Cruise movie is now a Mission Impossible movie, and I'm on board. <laughs> hey, I, man, the Harold Faltermeyer soundtrack, you know, theme playing yeah. over that trailer, I was all in. Yeah, I I like Top Gun, um, always have. Um, I don't know. I wasn't excited about this movie, though. Yeah, I'm not over the top, but I'll definitely be seeing this yeah. movie. Uh, and a ton of callbacks, you know, him on the motorcycle, yeah. shots yeah. of goose. This time it looks like he's really, I guarantee he is really flying the F-16 or whatever. Yeah, uh, he was on, Con- Conan's been doing episodes live from Comic, or not yeah. live, but he's yeah. on Comic-Con. And they showed the trailer, yeah. and when they came back, Conan was laughing, because during the trailer, he's like, well, how'd you do that thing with the G-Force? And he's like, I was really flying. Yeah, I know <laughs> He like, thought it was a special effect. He's like, no, he's flying this jet. No doubt. He goes all out. That's why he is... <laughs> You know, the number one action movie star. He does it. For us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> exactly. That's a call. Like, he does it for me. Uh, it, part two. Oh, now that's a trailer. Oh, boy. I was... Did you see the first one? Yeah, it didn't wow me. So this was the same. Like, I'm sure it'll be good, but it's just yeah. not my... Kind yeah. of just so much better than the old stuff. It was right. like, I'm, I'm in, I love the cast. I love... Yeah. Yeah, super atmospheric stuff with the balloons coming in. Like, yeah, it was it was very effective. Just yeah, yeah not very good trailer. Head. I'm excited about that. Uh, have you guys seen anything on Terminator: Dark Fate? Yeah, it looks terrible. I just was like, why are we making another Terminator? <laughs> Every trailer I've seen looks terrible. But I did hear there was a new one with him and it or whatever Carl or something. He's he's like the character's name is Carl or, or the Schwar- yeah. Schwarzenegger played I think I saw him in a trailer I yeah, watched I, did, I, I don't know I must not have seen the latest one but the one before that with just her and going through the front of the truck and things and I it just looked yeah really CGI and not good and they just announced Edward Furlong will be back right. as John Connor see that sounds cool and I, I love like it but that- when Linda Hamilton gets out of the truck I'm just like <laughs> ugh it looks like shl- it just looks Fan it, yeah, service. it looks yeah. like a. I don't know. I don't even know how to explain it. It's too much. The only, the only real saving <laughs> grace for me is that, uh, from what I've heard, they're ignoring everything after two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is the continuity. I, I ignored everything after right, two, right. so I don't care. That's about a good start. Time manipulate. You know, they've messed up the timeline so yeah. much. So if this is just taking up right after T two, we've got a new. Kind of half we're liquid. just going from the thumbs up right into this. Yeah, we're getting to like the <laughs> new Terminator right. look like a hybrid out of liquid yes. body and also a skeleton. So yeah. like we're getting new Terminators. I I'll be interested to watch it. 
I, I don't think it'll hold up to the the brilliant T two is on your list. Is that top hundred? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. absolutely. One of the best action movies ever. T two. Uh, also, Jay and Silent Bob reboot. We got three days to get to Hollywood and stop this reboot from ever happening. Twice, I had a baby. Jay, brace yourself. You're about to meet our love child. I think I'm gonna need to see a blood test. No, Jay. This is my daughter, Millennium Falcon. Can you take us to Hollywood with you? No, man. It's a tough-ass neighborhood. Either you take us to Hollywood, or I stab you both to death on my own f***ing lawn. And on that note, we cue the music. Yeah. Uh, I, I like these characters, but personally, the last movie they did Jay and Bob Silent Bob Strike Back or whatever it was did a long not, time ago did not do anything this me. is kind of tough for me because I loved Kevin Smith yeah those first three four five movies are were just amazing they hit the right time in my life yeah Mall Rats spoke to me on <laughs> such a level and within the last two weeks I I'm kind of burning through a lot of my Netflix stuff because I'm going to cancel it here pretty soon but uh, I watched because I thought there are Kevin Smith movies out there I haven't seen, and that mm. bugged me. I I was such a fan. Like, how are there movies out there of his I have not seen? Yeah. So I watched Tusk. Yeah. And I watched Yoga Hosers. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Just both critically tanned. From just an obligation, I had no yeah. interest in them, but I just felt surely there's something in this that I'll enjoy. And yes, they're very weird. The one is about a, a guy turning someone into a walrus. The other is a spinoff of that, starring his daughter and Johnny Depp's daughter as these two convenience store clerks from Canada. And there's a weird sausages that have been mutated into Nazis. Like, like I get that it's weird and dumb and cult and cheap, and it's all it's all based on a joke from his podcast. Basically, mm-hmm. they get high and talk about goofy movie ideas. And it's like, He's oh, like, I'm rich enough, I can make this. Yeah. So I, I get all that, and that's not why I didn't like it, but it was just poorly made. Yeah, it was just inept, and like he's always the joke. Oh, he's not an action director; he just points the camera and people talk. But it was just bad, and it wasn't funny, and the stuff mm-hmm. was just so stale. And Johnny Depp has a cameo as this like French detective, so he has makeup on. You don't even really tell it's him, and he lets him talk for fifteen minutes. <laughs> There's an excruciating scene in Tusk that's like, he's funny. It's a real. It's probably the highlight of the movie, but he knew that. And, like, he couldn't edit any part of it. Mm. So it just went on forever. And then he comes back in Yoga Hosers, and it's just basically the most of the movie. And it's like, so any affection I have for these characters. And, oh, we saw Brody from Mallrats. We saw all these characters. Ben Affleck has a cameo. We saw Matt Damon. Like, this was, this should thrill me. But I just, I couldn't work up any excitement for this new iteration. Even though it's kind of clever, they're they're rebooting the Blunt Man and Chronic movie. You know, mm-hmm. That's a topical Hollywood joke, I'll I guess. I'll see it. This is, I, like, I, have mo- I care more about this than I do those other two. Like I never saw those movies and probably won't ever. But but uh, this is back to as close as we're going to get to the old stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I loved Mallrats and Clerks. And, you know, mm-hmm. they'd be early in my top 200. But, but uh yeah, and then um, finally, the last one I wrote down here, uh, real quick, 
cats. Oh, that was my last one too. Oh my gosh. Wow. Why would you? Wow. <laughs> wow. Like, I don't. I didn't even know what to say. And I, it's like, I know it's not for me. Yeah, I just didn't even bother. I'm not watching. a Broadway person. I'm not a musical person. I'm not even a cat person. I'm more of a dog person. But I mean, this was I'm not this, even a cat person. This was insane looking. Yeah. And it's big stars. I, yeah, I, I feels like Judy a joke. Dench. And I'm like, why would you do it this way? It's like this could have been animated. They could have done voices. Some they kind of CGI they, thing. They, well, they could have. They don't do that anymore. They're doing anything, the live action but, version or whatever. But it, 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 the faces were horrible. Oh, it was. It was scary, scary, scary stuff. And even that stuff. Then we have like Rebel Wilson and uh, James <laughs> Corden. Like, yeah. their only time they're on screen, it's like fat jokes, and they're yeah. falling down. And oh, I'm so I'm such a fat cat. It's like it's not even like clever. Oh, this is it was painful to watch. Yeah. Don't go see it. But the people love the songs. It's a Broadway classic. So if if you're well, maybe if you can just like listen just, to the soundtrack and like not visually see yeah. what's the monstrosity. Can you that's unsee happening. it. Right. Oh. All right. So Bucky was in the store today and informed me that Marvel's Hall H panel was at like eight o'clock tonight, and we've been recording all night and having technical difficulties, so we have not been around the computer. So I'm sure you all know all this stuff right now, but it's literally breaking. Mm-hmm. This is hot, fresh news. So what we have confirmation for Phase Four. Yep. This is. I mean, there's been. We kind of knew what was coming, but we have dates and we have uh, specific uh, titles for these movies, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, yeah. yeah. He's sure. scrolling. He's scrolling. He's trying to find it. Huh? I think um, it start starts with. Black Widow, right? That's going to be your uh, so solo, comic day. Solo Black Widow movie, May 2020. Yeah. So this is going so to be, be your... ne- There's nothing between Spider-Man that and Black Widow. That's crazy. a long time. That's what I mean. I feel like they're missing a chance there. But they're going to have that. But it was announced the bad baddie's going to be Taskmaster, which is great. That sounds great to me. So I'm I'm I definitely want to see that. Assuming he's like the training the people in the red room or whatever that yeah. is. So, yeah, he's the one that can do what you know, match what anybody else does. I'm just i I feel like the times passed. I feel like we needed a Black Widow movie a oh, couple sure. years ago. Yeah, they're late, but I I'm now I'm a little nostalgic for her because you know of what happened. So I'm I love the character. Did you, so did you pull up the thing or is that not what you were doing? I I couldn't find it. Oh, I was trying sorry, to I thought you were looking for it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it says it takes place after uh, Captain America's Civil War. Okay. This will re- reveal the Budapest story that Hawkeye and her have that ongoing joke about. So. Okay, it looks like after that is uh, the Falcon Winter Soldier Fall 2020. And we have confirmation from... Uh, this is on Disney+. Plus. This is the... Yeah, this is the series that... Um, he uh, Falcon will wear the Captain America suit of some sort. That's cool. I'm excited. That sounds cool. Uh, then we're going to have the Eternals, November 6, 2020. Um, supposedly Angelina J- Jolie, Richard Madden, Kumail Nanjiani, Brian Tyree Henry, 
Selma Hayek. These are been officially. That's what they're yeah, listed. Just announced. They must have come out. This, must, this is hot takes, everybody. Yeah. You're getting it live. <laughs> yeah, you better. Uh, it sounds like a very serious cast, except for Camille. But uh, I mean, like he's he's been working out and stuff to try to get these big roles. Um, I don't know. I, this is. I feel the same way as I did for what was Inhumans. Uh, whatever mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, but these are and but, before this, I had never heard of the Eternals. You know, Chloe Zhao directing. I can't. What else did she do? Uh, oh, she, did she name, do the writer? The, I think she was the one that did that. Yeah, the writer was that. Yeah, she's. That's pretty cool. I'm. I'm kind of excited so now. This is. This has to be their biggest gamble. Yeah. Because even the oh Guardians, no one's heard of them. Yeah, they had. They were been. You know, they were fans of Guardians. Yeah, not as you many. know the characters. Because it lists who people are. Madness, Icarus. Cersei, Apollo, or Icarus. Yeah, Kamehameha is Kingo. Wait, who was who was Icarus? Richard Madden. He was on Game of Thrones. Um, Brian Tyree Henry as Fastos. Salma Hayek as Ajax. Leah McHugh as Sprite. Don Lee as Gilgamesh. Angelina Jolie as Thena. I don't know. I got nothing. Okay. I didn't re- never <laughs> yeah. read anything like that. But I'm sure we'll, you'll get all kinds of comic books starting for it. Um, then we have Shang-Chi and The in Legend the of the Ten or, Rings oh, in, okay. in 2021. Legend of the Ten Rings. I'm, so, I'm kind of looking forward to that. Ten Rings is the, like, the, that was the Mandarin and mm-hmm. his organization of the terrorism in the Iron Man movie. So, yeah. yeah. Aquafina is going to be in that. Which I can't wait to see that movie, uh, The Farewell. It's out in theaters now, but not around here. But if you hear the movie, The Farewell, I'm hearing great buzz about it. Kind of a uh, funny slash serious role from her. Um, again, a comedian doing something serious. <laughs> so it's probably good. Uh, so I'm looking forward to Shang-Chi. I never really read any. Um, he was always a cool guest star to show up, but yeah, yeah. I, I can't say I've right. read a ton of his solo stuff. Um, let's see. Then we got one division on the Disney Plus in spring 2021. This is Elizabeth Olsen, Paul Bettany, Paul Bettany mm-hmm. Tayana Paris. Is this a want play one of the kids? I'm be. assuming this will probably reflect off of that uh, Vision series that didn't Tom who, Tom King did that yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, that sounds. See, I'm not over the top, but I kind of... Oh, no, Paris, uh, this... Tayana Paris is going to play Monica Rambeau, yeah. who was introduced in Captain Marvel. Yeah. So that's cool. Um, Loki, spring 2021, also uh, on Disney+. Skip May 2021. Oh, I'm sorry, I don't have it on this list. Doctor but. Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Okay. Which, the thing mm-hmm. I read today was talking about like the original screenwriters of Doctor Strange wanted to go all out and he's like we should probably keep it simple in this first one so like Doctor Strange was crazy so I don't know what yeah. they had planned Yeah. so whatever craziness they had planned it's, it's going to be bigger than the first one I'm sure yeah um, a bizarre a... title though I'm not I don't know that Marvel needs a multiverse at right. this point well after Spider-Man but this is put it out there this mm. is uh, going to have a lot of um Scarlet Witch in it. That's what I'm seeing here. There's a what if. Well, but Loki. We had Loki. Then, then was Loki, spring. Right. Um, 
Tom Edelston. So there you're going to have probably whatever happened from that end game timeline where he, where they created, yeah. where he the, took off with the Tesseract. Yeah. So that's how he's alive again or whatever. Um, where did he go with the space stuff? Which then probably leads to the next thing. We guess the what if series. Right. Mm-hmm. Could be Loki messing with the timeline. You know, it could be what, you know, him causing chaos through the multiverse. With Jeffrey Wright as the voice of the watcher. Yeah. And then uh, many, it says many actors from across the MCU reprising their roles as voice talent. See, so that's so, fun that these guys, you know, that didn't used to be that way. You know, like, <laughs> big movie stars wouldn't, you know, oh, nowadays to do it. movie stars want TV shows. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then we have in fall Hawkeye that's 2021 we're talking over two years from now uh, with Jeremy Renner and they will introduce a Kate Bishop whoever they have by then um, so this will be a Hawkeye they should, I hope they call it Hawkeye like the Matt Fraction series um and I don't know if there was anything else. Was there? Thor. Oh, Thor. Love and Thunder. Yeah. Thor colon. So, Taika Waititi is back to direct this, and he brought out Natalie Portman on stage. This is exciting. And she gets her own hammer. Yeah, she's going to be Lady Thor. Say Odin does what? not like a Lady Thor. Wow. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's, that's, I was like, what gets her to come back? That gets her to come back. Yeah. That she's not just the you know the right. damsel in the stress. She gets cool. to do the comic book, I am Thor, yeah. and he's still going to be there. I lo- I like Tess Thompson. This is this is all, with Taika. Yeah. I'm all that. Yeah. And I was a little I hate to admit, I was a little disappointed with Taika's Ragnarok. I liked it, but it got almost too silly for me. So I almost feel like if he reined it back just slightly, and let her be a serious character, like I want a serious. Jane Foster Thor. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. as much as I, when I first saw this list half hour ago, I wasn't super excited, but reading some of these details, I'm in. I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah I, the, the, hearing love and thunder, like, what does that mean? But like, the more I think about <laughs> yeah. it, love and thunder, like, yeah. what a great title. All right. Yeah. <laughs> colon, love, and thunder. Yeah, I love it. Well, colon, love. Yeah, so far, we, I haven't seen any, any though, we, we mentioned Guardians 3. Uh, Black Panther. 2. Yeah, where is Guardians three? If it's after all that, my mind's blown. But where's Black That's Panther two time. and Captain Marvel two? Like, I feel like they're. I don't know. Leaving some major stuff. And out zero mention of any of the new. You know, there's no Fantastic Four, no X Men. Yeah, you know, I I didn't assume news at this point for any of that stuff, but. No huge surprise coming out of there. If I don't die now, I gotta wait a long time. <laughs> Oh, anyway, yeah. a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it didn't. I originally I was thinking there's not much out there, but they really. This isn't like a lot of stuff we didn't know of, but it's presented with a little more detail that kind of gets me a little excited. So, and there's probably more by the time you hear this. I'm sure we've we didn't get all the news because we're yeah, just yeah. we're just trying to catch up this, on it. So, this is just our initial hot take. One little quick movie thing, if you uh, right now airing on CNN, by the time you hear this, there's been three episodes, and I don't even know how many there are, but they're kind of doing each decade of movies. They've got a lot of movie creators on there commenting about some of their favorite movies. They've you know over the decades they've done the 80s, 
last week was the 90s this week will be the 2000s to today um and i've enjoyed it it doesn't go very deep but it does cover a lot of the classic movies that you know you should check out you know yeah, it's very fast in that oh, Tom Hanks was really good in this role. And then he did this movie, and then right. it turned this movie. And then remember, that genre movie was popular, too. And like right. it's just like, whoa, slow down. But yeah. a lot of talking heads like from very famous people. So, yeah, yeah it's been worth a watch. Okay, and then at this point, um, if you have not seen Spider-Man colon Far From Home, uh, you might want to turn out and fast forward. Because I'm sure we're going to drop some spoilers all about this new Spider-Man movie. Everywhere I go, I see his face. I just really miss him. Yeah, I miss him too. I don't think Tony would have done what he did if he didn't know that you were going to be here after he was gone. You gonna be the next Iron Man now? Well, no, I don't have time. I'm too busy doing your jobs. What? I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Look, keep up the good work because I am going on vacation. Heads up, Nick Fury's calling you. I don't really want to talk to Nick Fury. Why? Because if you don't talk to him, then I have to talk to him. I don't want to talk to him. You sent Nick Fury to voicemail? I gotta go. You do not ghost Nick Fury. What up, dorks? What's up? We're just talking about the trip. I'm here in St. Marco Polo's. Oh, I think MJ really likes me. That reminds me when I first fell in love. You're a very difficult person to contact, Spider-Man. This is Mr. Beck. I could have used someone like you on my world. Your world? Beck is from Earth, just not ours. A snap to our hole in our dimension. You're saying there's a multiverse? We have a job to do, and you're coming with us. Finale of the first portion of Marvel movies, yeah. Infinity Saga. This was mm-hmm. kind of the epilogue to everything since Iron Man. The this is Fallout the, of Endgame. That was why I went and saw it. Oh, I didn't even know you saw it. My mind's blown. Yeah, I, I only went Tuesday five dollar night. <laughs> wow, um, this was amazing. It opened on Tuesday. It was a holiday week, oh, July fourth. This was mm-hmm. the perfect. This movie oh. dropped on Tuesday. I thought it came out. It's a. I can see a movie for cheap <laughs> on the night it opens. I'm in. Wow, that yeah. was kismet. Um, so here we go. What'd you think? <laughs> Uh, that's a long time ago. It was a while ago. It's a director, John Watts. Mm-hmm. Tom Holland is back. He's been signed for 8,000 movies. He's going to be in everything Marvel puts out. People love him. He's a, he's a good Peter Parker. He's a young Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I've ever since Civil War, when they first brought him out, uh, and everyone went crazy for him, I like him. I do like him. And I like these movies because I like the high schoolish stuff. I like the lower stakes but he's still hmm. nodding. I mean, he's still. I don't want. I don't want to bag on him. Yeah, he's fine. He's just a very young Peter Parker. Yeah, that that's actually exactly. I felt. I thought the whole movie felt a little kiddie. Yeah, and I'm sure that's probably was the intent, but yeah. that was where it was lacking for me. I've got some problems with it, but I none of them have to do with. 
Holland as an actor or no, a performer. No, no. Like he's good. It's the way they're presenting him. Yeah. So I, I, I don't blame put any blame on him. I no, think he's, he's good. He's done it excellent. But we get so I mean this movie if you're just a Spider Man fan and you weren't invested in the Marvel cinematic universe, like this movie had a lot of weight to carry after Endgame. We had to explain what they call the blip. We know as the snap, you know, Thanos, mm. but I you never thought of that. No, how, how would they know he snapped his fingers? You know, right. it's, a, it's a blip. Everybody blipped away. So <laughs> blip. we learn what happened with the blip. We learn that the people came back five years later and society didn't somehow collapse. Like everyone just kind of picked up where they left off. You might have to sp- suspend disbelief a little bit. They're like, oh, wait, for five years we've been... <laughs> Living on this sustainable earth, uh, the now there's oh we have twice the amount of people. Yeah, but that's fanboy nonsense. Why would I even bring that up? You're real killjoy. <sighs> so um, yeah, if you weren't up on all the happenings of Endgame, you probably still enjoy this. But it it it, it relies a lot on what's come before, like yeah, all these got, Marvel movies. It's a lot stacked, of weight. Of it's stacked up on top of the other. Tony Stark is still even dead. I'm the hero. Isn't that what he says? The Edith? Yeah. But it, it's Tony Stark screwing up again. Him creating something that goes bad and nearly kills everybody. So right. Tony Stark yeah. once again. Another. Oh, tell me what movie I'm talking about. Someone that worked for Tony Stark or, you know, is not happy. They're disgruntled. Which movie is that? All Spider-Man of them. Man 1, 2, 2, Iron Man 3. Uh, it's just, he just... Finally, he's dead. <laughs> but even in death, he's still creating yeah, trouble. Still. Yeah, the Tony Stark stuff was actually what I liked about the movie. Yeah, I mean, Anything that, like, I don't know. It, you didn't like the Spider-Man stuff. Yeah. Right? Take the Spider-Man out of the movie, we got something here, guys. No, <laughs> I liked seeing Happy in the movie. And yeah. I liked the villain. Yeah. I thought Mysterio was really good. I thought it was neat how they updated it, but kept it pretty much the classic story. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal was good. Put a better impact if you didn't know what Mysterio's deal was, because a lot relied on that for yeah. quite a ways into the movie. Yeah, I don't want to be that. Well, what they should have done was, but like, yeah, there's no tension there, even if you don't know the comics. This guy in a suit, like you know, he's a villain. Yeah. Or even in, you know the press tour, like, oh, welcome Jake Gyllenhaal playing the villain Mysterio. Like they just presented it as that. Oh, who's going to be the big bad guy in this one? Oh, it's Jake Gyllenhaal. I heard. So like, there was never any pretext of hiding that fact. Well, that's so, because what they were hiding was the great performance by Peter Billingsley and returning from Iron Man, and I, that was probably my. Most excited thing about the movie, I was like, "Oh my gosh, there's Peter Billingsley!" And then they mentioned him, and I was like, "Yeah, he was an Iron Man." I love that. All these people that work for that, this troop of people working for him and his effects team, that blindly agree with everything he's doing, you know, is kind of strange. Like, they're okay with just. Are they all so disgruntled that they're going to follow this madman into Which murdering? Which I, I don't mind 
Yeah, because we all love Tony, but I don't mind him. Be, like he would be a divisive figure, like Elon Musk or Bill Gates. Like people, there are people who he's the villain of their story. Like he's screwed some things up for people. He's stepped over people. He's you know he's he's done things people yeah. don't like. So I'm I'm okay with you know Tony not being it's, a saint. I mean the the plan obviously had fault in itself, but he wasn't. I didn't think they porch you know Mysterio himself. He wasn't a madman in the movie. At all, but yeah, I, I, the, you know, in the comics, he is a special effects artist, right? Who turns to villainy and robs banks, and it's like that wouldn't work in no, today's not society. Today. So, like to me, that was the best. The, when they announced Mysterio, I was worried. Like he's a cool classic villain, but he's so silly, mm. silly looking, silly acting. But to again to make him he was tied into cool, the Stark yeah, Industries. Yeah. Hall was terrific. Oh yeah, I, I just I think that was as good as Mysterio could be on oh, the screen. Yeah. Totally agree. But I just I think they missed an opportunity of having that twist where it is literally a third of the movie they're portraying him as the good guy, and you're the whole time you're like, well, when are we going to learn that it's all fake? He's lying. He's not from another dimension. Like, if you know literally anything about the movie you're walking into, you know this twist is coming. Yeah, and it takes a long time to get there. My thought was like, introduce him as like Wonder Man or something. Like, hey, I'm a new hero here to save the day. And then when you know you twist it, like, oh, my name's Quentin Beck. You're like, holy crap, that was mysterious. Like, then it would be a twist if you mm. introduce it as a team up buddy movie. Then there's an actual twist because this was not a twist. But I still liked. Gyllenhaal so much he was he was charming and also threatening he was scary mm-hmm. so I don't know I don't know how's this uh, Zendaya working out for you guys in these <laughs> movies because she really just you don't the like character, I, I like her in other stuff I like again I like the this stuff with the friends and things I really enjoyed it keeping it high school because none of the other ones do that. So I like him being in high school and all the friends' interactions and them traveling around together and Martin Starr, uh, you know, chaperoning. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I liked all of that. And I, she did a good job. It was like, I, they had like the, uh, you know, there's so many Easter eggs they put through there. But the I have it, that issue. I put, put on our thing the other day that... Um, Amazing Spider-Man 143 was on a license plate, and I'm like, I'll pull that out, and it's like, well, they're in Paris and they're fighting the Cyclone, and the, this issue has the she kisses him goodbye before he goes there and stuff. Yeah, I feel bad. The last couple Comic Cons I've gone to, every booth has had Hydro Man comics and Molten Man comics. Those were the hottest things. Yeah. They're going to be the villains in this new movie. Come get your first appearance of Hydro Man. And the people walking out of this movie don't know the word Hydro Man. Right. So these uh, poor vendors trying yeah. to cash in on a yeah. hot streak. Yeah. Not good. But I, I liked MJ more in this one than I did the last one. Mm-hmm. Um, she's not my MJ. We'll get that out of the way. But she's she's good. That She plays really well against him. And I love the awkwardness of it. Like yeah. That kiss between them was such a high school kiss. It was not... Upside down in the rain yeah, with Kirsten exactly. Dunst. That's it was not say, like yeah. movie star quality. It was like an awkward, geeky kiss, and it was adorable. Yeah, and she and she's a you know strong character that isn't relying on you know just doesn't just love Peter Parker. You know, 
I like that. And I like the thing at the end, um, you know, it's such a, we were talking about this the other day, how you won't be able to trust anything you see from this day on as far as video. Our kids will never be able to trust any video as reality that they see because of effects and like, and Mysterio is able to make it look like Spider-Man is a bad guy, you know, and it's like, you can't trust it, you know. It's like, wow, it's a good reflection on today. But, but it I, seems... and then bringing back the shock value of having uh, J.K. Simmons back as <laughs> J. Jonah Jameson. My crowd was really into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah got a good was, response. Yeah. I, 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 it seems a little early to me to go that route, revealing his identity or, or send him on the run or well, something. The like, only reason they did that was to mirror Tony Iron Man Star. one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I did like uh, like at the I went back like the next day, Homecoming was on Free Stars or whatever. Mm-hmm. I watched that. I was like, well, you know, do I, I feel like I like that one better? And I do. I like Homecoming better. Uh, Michael Keaton's better. You know, it's just a tighter. It's less sloppy of a story, and um, you know, I just I like that Vulture character better. But the forget what I was going to say. What were we... Rewatched Homecoming. Yeah, before that. Sorry. Uh, the twist of him being revealing his identity. Yeah. I don't remember. Anyway, I liked <laughs> Homecoming better. I, I I enjoyed that a lot a lot more, but I did, I did like this. I Yeah, I feel like, again, in our Kapow fashion, we're complaining a lot about a movie we all oh, thought yeah. was the, good. The moral of the story but, is I like it. <laughs> but I, I just... I had problems with it that I can't get over and I hear the Poobah's voice in my head sitting in the theater of like our movies are over yeah this is the start of someone else's era and like all the great stuff I wanted out of movies like this is teenage Peter Parker and this is I say it as a joke but I honestly mean it it's not my Peter Parker it's not the the things I connect to in Peter Parker the things I love the most about Spider-Man this is a different character it is you know, and I love the tie to Iron Man. I love that he looks up to Tony as a science nerd. Um, you know, that's right in the wheelhouse. But like, we we don't have an Uncle Ben. We have Uncle Tony. His whole thing is, what would Tony think of what I'm doing? Like, and that's that that doesn't work for me. Like, I know because he Robert did wrong, Tony. He did, you know. Robert Downey Jr. Him. is the center of the universe. I know this, even after he's dead. But like, we gotta let it go at some point. Right. Like, not everything can be about Tony. So, having this rich Uncle Tony and be, and like, we've skipped all the stuff that I love—the blue collarness. The you know, he's winging off to Europe. You know, he t- you know, Spider-Man always worried about paying the bills and Aunt May's medicine and all this stuff, and like. Peter Parker would never have to worry about money a day in his life. He can get all this technology. He doesn't have to... Oh, his web shooters. He ran out of web fluid because he couldn't afford the stuff. No, he has the top-of-the-line technology. He can get happy on the phone and get a jet somewhere. Like, it just takes away a core relatability thing for me of the everyman hero, the blue-collar hero, and the weight of the world hero the great power great responsibility hero this he yeah to me spider-man he 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 took off his mask way too much 
uh, again, Bucky was telling me there's somebody did the, a counter from mm. from the first from the first time Tom Holland appeared of like how many how, how many people know his secret identity right. and it's like way too many so yeah Spider-Man it's it's him he is the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man he is a man alone he can't share this burden with other people because he has the responsibility through this great power you know Aunt May knowing he's Spider-Man just takes something core out of it of like just high five and good luck Spider-Man like he, he has the shame of it's his fault Uncle Ben died. If Aunt May knew, it would break her heart. And he doesn't know if she could accept him anyway. Like, there's just all this depth and context to it that is missing from all this. And it, it's replacing it with this, like, he's Tony Stark Jr. He's like, he's like an Instagram influencer. He's posting selfies like, hey, everybody. Which, yes, Spider-Man always has that confidence when he's in the mask. But uh, there's just a, the thing I love about Spider-Man that, like... This is my fight, and I'm doing it alone, and I'll I'll fight to the death if I have to. That just when right. he, he has this whole support team, he has Shield, he has Nick Fury, he has Happy Hogan, he has Stark Industries. It's that's 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 something is off about that to me. And I again, I, I thought the movie was wonderful, but again, it's just it's a different Spider-Man. It's a different generation of Spider-Man. Uh, I'm hoping that they can get some of that back. I I don't know how. What I what of a was gonna say before I forgot was the at the end of Homecoming, you know he's gonna Tony's gonna to announce him as an Avenger and bring him out to the press and he says now nah, I'd rather be a friendly neighborhood Spider Man and I you know that's what we want and then the yeah that whole movie is about overcoming like you don't need all this tech yeah. to save the day and I'm kind of going back on it. and then you beginning of this movie after all the Infinity stuff now it starts out he's out there doing in front of the crowd you know he's a he's a big time guy and now he wants out of that he wants a break so where do we think it's going to go from here that ending threw me for a loop with the scrolls mm-hmm. and nick fury on the spaceship like i i don't know what that means where that leads us i, I don't know what i, I was like uh, very confused yeah, by it. yeah nick fury's Kind of, I felt like it was leading into Captain Marvel too, but more than anything, I I'm not a fan of the funny scrolls. Like, and it took away like Nick Fury was a big part of this movie, but like no, he wasn't. Like when you yeah. rewatch it, you know well, it's not Nick Fury. I felt it's so stupid to say now, but through the whole thing, I was like, that's weird that he he just it didn't act. He did seem act off. Right. Yeah, now he explained why he yeah. was off. You know, but. I'm just like whatever. That's a tw- that's a twist that didn't even need to be. But what what do you think happens in the next one? Like he people know who he is. I I think a possibility for a villain, you know, what makes sense to me if they could go into some Craven. And I think that's now that we know who Peter oh, Parker is, yeah. he's, he someone wants to hunt him down. Yeah, there we go. No, I don't know how well Craven fits into today's whole thing there with the costume with the. You I know, think it brings it back man, down. Lion head split down the middle yeah. on your chest. I think it tampers it back down to the streets, and you get. I mean, how's it anybody but Jeffrey D. Morgan? You know? um, <laughs> I don't know. Get him in there chasing, hunting down Spider Man, doing Craven's uh, last hunt. Come on, I think it should be Jamie, Jamie Fox. Whatever. Okay, that sounds cool too. 
My first thought was Dolph Lundgren, but yeah. oh yeah, there we go. <laughs> and if he dies, he dies. That's that's pretty dark. After two very kid friendly movies, a Craven's Last Hunt movie might uh, Would be, be a little, awesome. little too know dark. it. I just think it makes sense plot wise. Yeah, yeah. He's exposed, hunt him down. Yeah, I I like the Tony Stark stuff. I like the happy stuff. All the supporting characters. Zendaya just doesn't in this role doesn't do much for me especially now that I've been watching Euphoria on HBO and it yeah, just say, yeah yeah ooh, you look at her a different way <laughs> um, but I liked all that stuff but yeah it, it's just I don't know I like her I, I like I thought they it needed some of that awkward feel like you're saying and they pull that off I mean they are good at being awkward around each other um <laughs> It was good. Yeah, and I, she's overall, not- I like it. Also, I freaking love Spider-Man's the thing. Like, I I love Spider-Man, so I was happy with it. There, I you know I, I might be a little more picky than I want to be, but because I feel like that same thing you're feeling. But still, it's like man, they're doing a pretty good job. You know, the yeah, villains are fits good. Right in the Marvel universe, it's right on par with all the other ones. He is excellent. The action's terrific. I just, we're just spoiled. We're spoiled. Too, we have so we much good so stuff, spoiled. we can say, well, it's not my right. preferred version. And then you'll get arguments online of like, well, that's not true to the comics about Spider-Man. It's like, well, everything, Spider-Man's been around 60 years. Like, yeah, true to what? Everything. Which version? Yeah, there's been versions of every kind. There's been rich celebrity Spider-Man. He owned Parker Industries and was a billionaire. Like, it's, we've had, we've, we've. His, he's well traveled. Like right. you, you can't say you know. I said I, I would prefer a different take on it, but I can't say they did it wrong. They're just doing a different version. So. Man, you know what makes me mad? So we talked about comics earlier in this, mm-hmm. and we didn't talk about Spider-Man Life Story. Spider-Man Life Story, the best comic of the year. <laughs> <laughs> I know you don't agree. That's why I keep saying that. But, I like it, but. We'll wait until the last issue comes out yeah, to go still through. One it. more, but oh my gosh, I love that fifth issue and the ridiculous. I just love. I'm like, they're really full because this happened at that time. It's just, it's so. I never would have guessed that that's what it was going to be, and they're just totally over the top, and I love it. So we will be talking about that again. <laughs> and there's been good stuff lately in Amazing Spider-Man, Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man. They're both having real strong runs right now, so. If you like in the Spider Verse, if you like the, these these movies with Tom Holland, like there, it's never there's been a stuff. better time yeah. to read some Spider Man books because there's and they've been reprinting the older stuff, so there's there's plenty to choose from out there. I don't know if you've heard of him, but Spider Man's pretty good. I think we did it. All right, Whew. thumbs up. Yeah, thumbs up. Thwip, thwip. Yeah, I watched that and Shazam this week and. I'm giving some big whips up to Spider-Man. <laughs> That'll be on the Patreon version. Seth's unfiltered yeah, opinions on Shazam. Yeah, big Shazam turd. I, mean, I like Shazam way better than I like Spider-Man. Yeah. Save uh, it for the Patreon. <laughs> 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 All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, thank you for checking us out on social media. Yeah, wherever those are, all, all those places, all those Don't places. Even say you it. found Come us. On. You yeah. know where we are. This you listened to this. This is where many. we're at. You made this. Point. Thank you very much. Hope you enjoyed a wonderful Comic Con weekend. Thanks for listening. My name is Jordan Lowe. I'm Cliff Barnes. I'm Seth Rankin. Bye forever. See you at River City Comic Arts Festival, July 28th. It's the least you can do.
Kapow, the pop culture podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udownwithkpp.com.